Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, our Rootspace Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815, on the Anchor Contest Line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's timely episode So you're frustrated with the hitting and ask me questions if I was confusing. So I had a couple of podcasts during the game today. As the game ended, I realized, you know, I've got nothing. I have nothing to say about the game. There's nothing to say about the game. But that doesn't mean there's nothing to talk about. Everyone is apparently frustrated with the hitting, and I'm not going to argue with it. It's, it is very frustrating when a team can't hit, especially when the perception has been they ought to be able to hit. So, when you are of a deeper dive mindset, and the hitting isn't, what does one do? You can... Um, throw books at the wall. But that doesn't do much good, except it might break the book and it might break the wall. Um, You can throw a hammer at the wall. That's probably not going to break the hammer, but it might break the wall. Um, You can do some self-abuse, but I I strongly recommend against doing that. That never accomplishes anything positive. So, you know, before long, you run out of things that you can do that, uh, you know, I guess you can look at the players who are going to be free agents in the offseason, but then remember that Tom Ricketts isn't likely to spend a whole lot more than he spent this year in a pandemic, especially since he's been firing or threatening to fire people. So if you are of a deeper dive mindset, and you're frustrated with the hitting. What does one do? I wrote down a list of seven names. What I did was I went to the Fangraphs The Board section. The Fangraphs The Board section is fantastic. What they do is they rank. They talk about prospects. They talk about upcoming international signing periods. They talk about upcoming drafts. They talk about just across-the-board kind of stuff. And I decided, okay, the Cubs' offense is frustrating now. So what I decided to look at was from about 15, I don't think the Cubs will draft in the top 15. I don't think they will. So I decided I'd start at 15 and go all the way down to 50 on the Fangraphs page of upcoming draft possibilities. Things will change between now and then. You know it, and I know it. Somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody's going to get a whole lot better. Somebody's going to have information added to their page. It's like, wow, where did this guy's power come from? He's amazing. That'll happen. It always does. But for right now, what we have is the information that we have. 
I have seven players that I wrote down. I had written a list and gone through some names before, except I was kind of a bit sloppy on it, and I couldn't read all the names properly because I wrote it in pen, pencil on a paper that was kind of already kind of three-quarters full. Here are a list of seven players that the Cubs could possibly, conceivably, think about drafting next July. Remember, next July, that comes into play on one of the players. Um, and uh, just a little tiny thumbnail on them. And what people like to do when I ask them, what sort of player do you want the Cubs to select? They'll usually do a fairly decent job of one of two things. One is say, I want them to draft an ace. Or I want them to draft a middle-of-the-order hitter. It's like, okay, well, you know, that, that would be nice. Except that's, again, requesting results, not traits. I don't know if you understand that, but it's really kind of an important thing. If you're saying, I want the Cubs to draft a hitter who's going to hit 400 home runs in Major League Baseball, that's requesting a result. If you're asking for a player who has really good power, that I can try to locate. I can try to look for things, and this guy has really good power. Hey, there, there's a guy with really good power. Look him up. See if he's the guy you're interested in. So what I decided to do... I wrote down a little bit of tiny stuff on seven different players who the Cubs possibly might select. And some of them might appeal to you. Some of them might be, oh, God, not him. So here we go. Center fielder Sal Fralick, Boston College. Top guy on the list, probably the least likely to survive until the Cubs draft choice. But, interesting thing with Freilich, Boston College, he's a hockey guy. Interesting. Uh, good approach. Um, has a good lift to his swing. I didn't do a deep dive on players yet. I will do that a bit later. But, Sal Freilich, if you have any interest in northern baseball, Sal Freilich would be a fun follow. Freilich also has a pitcher on his team, uh, Vassal. Sa Sam Vassal? Sal Va Sam Vassal, I think. Boston College would be a nice follow. If you're looking for a team to follow, ACC generally has fairly decent baseball coverage. ACC is a very representative conference. If Freilich has a good year as a junior, he will go early. Adrian Del Castillo, a catcher from Miami. Very strong contact skills. I think there's some good defensive stuff there with Adrian Del Castillo. Not 100% sure on that. But again, anytime the concept of would Miami be a good follow, yes. Miami would be a good follow. Florida would be a good follow. Florida State would be a good follow. Pretty much any Florida school 
would be a good college follow. And I, you can take that as far as you want. There's probably 15, 20 good schools in college in Florida that are worth following. Not all will have a draft choice every single year, but a lot of good college teams in Florida are worth following. Cam Guangarena, I talked about him before. I love that name. Type him into your um, Twitter. Just the name Cam Guangarena, K-A-M-G-U-A-N-G-O-R-E-N-A. Tell me what your autocorrect wants to change Guangarena to. Guangarena, G-U-A-N-G-O-R-E-N-A. He is a catcher with swing length and pitch recognition questions. For some of you, that is an automatic no-go. For some of you who are big time into um, hitter development and, yeah, we can coach that up and he's still young, he can still learn things. Cam Guangarena, he could be a huge piece at some point on down the line. I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast, the podcast I would completely understand people not being interested in listening to a Cubs podcast today, but you guys have been doing very good at it. Um, Hit share, hit like, hit retweet, hit follow, hit subscribe, hit all those things. And if there's someone who's really, 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 really frustrated with the Cubs offense the last couple days, just trying to figure out how they can channel their energy Shoot them the podcast, have them listen, and I'll give them seven names they might want to consider. Um, Anchor allows sponsorships for podcasts, should you wish to go that direction. Mainly, though, I really do appreciate you guys listening. Colton Kauser is a right fielder. Actually, I think he plays center field with Sam Houston State University, but he's probably more of a right fielder at the professional level. Average speed, average arm with fringe power. And you're thinking, so why do we care? A standout bat. Again, these are all lifted from Fangraphs. It is Fangraphs homework, not mine. I My homework was writing down what Fangraphs said. They do a great job. I pretty much trust them particularly up until the point that I've seen the guy play a bit. Um, I will say one thing about Colton Kowser. I was watching a game he played this season, 2020, against Texas. It was one of those really cold, windy days that you get in February. No matter where you're playing, you're going to get those ugly games. And um, Colton Kowser was involved in one of those really ugly games. And he hit a pop-up to the center fielder. Center fielder ambled over to grab it and plum dropped the ball. Kowser was on second. It wasn't a question of there was a throw. And he, he absolutely had gotten to second base. And... There was no question that 
on a routine fly ball to center field, he was busting it down the line. This was a... I think it would have been. I think it still would have been a February game. It might have been early March, but I think it was still February, and it was cold and windy outside. But he was busting it. So if you're interested in guys who are going to bust it to second base on a fly ball to center field that should be routinely caught, Colton Kowser may be a guy you're interested in. Sam Houston State. They are a completely legitimate follow. Whether Kowser ends up being the guy or not, Sam Houston generally puts out a good squad. They're not necessarily going to have a whole bunch of pitchers throwing 95, 96, 97, but as far as for their offense, they'll have a number of guys who are fun to watch and play the game in a bit of an old-school fashion. I'll just phrase it that way. Left fielder Ethan Wilson, South Alabama. South Alabama is a school I've taken to a bit because they end up playing fun games. Kind of a bit like Sam Houston State, except a little bit more east. They generally have an entire roster full of, or at least, you know, 11, 12 guys that can hit the ball. And when you ask me, What sort of a college game are you probably more going to be interested in? If it's my feature game for a night, you know, there's that one game that I've been looking forward to for three or four nights. I completely don't mind one of those two-to-one games. Starters go seven or eight, and then the closers come in and finish it off. That's, That's fantastic. But if I'm dealing with a game... Let's say it's a Wednesday night or a Saturday afternoon, and it's I'm just I I follow a lot of baseball, and before the major league season starts, I follow a lot of college baseball. It's what I do. I want to do it. It works for me. I'd rather listen to a competitive college game than a spring training major league game. Because the spring training major league game, that the starters leave the game to go to dinner indicates to you how important the result of the game is. In college, the players play through to the end, and the games are competitive. The teams truly wish to win each game because each game helps them out come tournament time. South Alabama is one of those teams. They will get into a ton of 7-5, to 11-8 games. And you kind of have to watch a little bit with some of the college games. If, the, if one of the teams brings in a reliever who has a, an ERA of 6.85, and for whatever reason, you believe that the 6.85 is probably legitimate, you're probably not going to learn a whole lot in the game. Because if you have a hitter who's probably going to go in, let's say, the fourth round, mashing against a guy who will never play baseball again after this season, you're not going to learn a lot. 
<laughs> it's kind of like the high school kid who's going to be a first or second round draft pick batting against 75 and straight in a high school game. Oh, he hit a home run. Uh, cool. How's he going to do against a good major league slider? South Alabama tends to get into some fun games, and I like to listen to their games because their, pit, their hitters generally make the other team's pitcher work. It's fun to me to watch or listen to, and a lot of times it's listened to, pitcher, hitters making pitchers work. And depending upon the matchup, South Alabama against a good Southern opponent, that's going to be a fun follow. Like if South Alabama is playing against Rice, and Rice is sending out a pitcher who's going to be a top five round draft pick. If you listen to that, if you pay attention to that game, you're going to learn something. Because you're either going to learn the fifth round pitcher from Rice doesn't have much going on, and the hitters from South Alabama are better than the hit pitcher is, or it's the other way around. Either way, you're learning information and you're sorting. And if Ethan Wilson goes in against a relatively good hit pitcher and he mashes, ooh, I'm interested in him. However, with Ethan Wilson, there's not a whole lot of defense to his game. He has, he has above average speed. He has plus power. But anytime I see position left field, that tells me, He's going to have to mash. Now, maybe he can mash. And with the designated hitter, that helps now. The designated hitter being across the board, which I'm quite sure it will be forever, that will help a player like Ethan Wilson. I mentioned that the draft moving changes things for some people. Max Ferguson is a... Second baseman for Tennessee. Last year was his first year in college. And obviously, there really wasn't a whole lot of time to develop a whole lot of information on a freshman at Tennessee last season. But he's going to be draft eligible this year because the draft moved by a month. Max Ferguson has a whole bunch of helium. In other words, people think he's better now than they thought he was a year ago. So, Ferguson, perfectly legitimate consideration. Tennessee, if you're uh, looking for a squad, Tennessee would be a fine one. I, I should probably come up with a list of 10 recommendations. That's a good podcast. 10 teams you guys ought to follow. 10 specific teams you guys ought to follow and why. Last person on my list, catcher. I have an asterisk by catcher. Hunter Goodman, not to be confused with Mark Goodman, who was a video disc jockey for the for MTV back in the original days. I think it was Mark Goodman. Memphis, again, Memphis, perfectly fine school to follow because nobody's flocking to follow Memphis, and if you are anywhere near Memphis, you know. I'll get to it later. I'll get to it in another podcast. Hunter Goodman has plus raw power. He ha- He's very aggressive. 
he's a bit stiff, and it's frankly unlikely he will stick at catcher. Now, perhaps, 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 you have a college catcher in your mind who had plus raw power, was aggressive, a bit stiff, and there were legitimate arguments on whether he could stick at catcher or not. I don't know if you have any idea who who might you could possibly be thinking of in regards to that. Uh, yeah, the Cubs once drafted a guy like that in the first round in 2013, 2014, I mean. Um, Goodman w- would be a decent... Memphis isn't going to get a whole lot of play unless you're specifically looking for them. But if you're specifically looking for them, it's perfectly good. So I've run through seven names. Center fielder Sal Fralick. Catchers, Adrian Del Castillo, Cam Guangarena, Hunter Goodman, uh, outfielders, Colton Kauser and Ethan Wilson, infielder Max Ferguson, any of those seven. Boston College, Miami Fullerton, Sam Houston State, South Alabama, Memphis, or Tennessee, any of them would be fantastic follows. And all you have to do to follow a team, you have that game you're completely geeked up for you're totally psyched up you're really interested in i'm looking forward to the cubs coming out and having a really great game today and by the fourth inning they're getting humiliated don't get bitter don't kick the cat don't ground the children figure out what team you want to follow Look up some Ethan Wilson highlights. Maybe you should look up the Colton Kowser game, Sam Houston State against Texas in 2020. And you can see the play I'm talking about. But um, when the frustration kicks in, and it does regularly during a baseball season, have a plan B. If you're upset with the Cubs hitting, if you're frustrated by the Cubs hitting, Get your mind, get your thinky thing working. What specific assets would I be interested in following in a player? Doesn't have to be a first round pick. Doesn't have to be a second round pick. If you can find a school that has three guys that interest you, follow them. Just follow them. And then you have your deep dive thing figured out. I strongly recommend you guys have a Baseball deep dive thing going on somewhere, somewhere, somehow. Figure out what it is, and when the Cubs are having a humiliating game, do the deep dive. Screw the game. You'll figure out soon enough. Follow it on Twitter while you're doing your your other homework. Thanks for stopping by. Pre-Arb Excellence, I'll have another podcast up soon, as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe, go Cubs go, and be nice to people.